That was some offspring. Good way to get it started, huh? Yeah. What? What's up, guys? Sorry I'm late. How long were you guys waiting? 14 hours. Yeah. Standard time. Okay. See, I'm on central time. (laughs) So it's kind (laughs) of... Welcome, everybody. Welcome to episode five of Nuff Said Sports Talk. Nuff Said. (laughs) <laughs> We're here today with Tony, as usual, and special guest, Jay. Oakland A's, baby. That's right. That's right. Hello, <laughs> Richard, Tony. So episode three, I had two Cowboys fans, and now episode five, we have two A's fans. Hey, it's, it's you know, it is what it is, bro. It's just a series of being outnumbered. Would you rather be a Cowboys fan or an A's fan? Man, those are different sports, but obviously an A's fan. Okay, in terms of people. Oh, you know what sucks is that I'd rather be an A's fan, and the Cowboys have the best stadium in probably all of sports, and the A's might have one of the worst. And yes. St- Still rather be an A's fan. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. That fucking stadium, dude, no matter how old it is, it's got character, bro. It's got a lot of like. My favorite character is seats for $3. Yep. That's my favorite character. Yep. I really Absolutely. enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> and even and then when you're walking out the stadium, you got hot dogs. There's people with the carts. Oh, yeah. You know, I talk a lot about it. I've never actually been. I do want to go there. I haven't Wait, been. you've never been to that call center? No. Serious. Yeah, when I was younger, I was prideful and stupid, and I just said, like, I'm not going there to the good new stadium. And, what's and now that I'm older, I really appreciate the low prices. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I want to go. We can go, like, six times. Yeah. Oh, I love that stadium, dude. They're starting to, I mean, I don't know. They they added, like, a few areas. Um, one of them was, like, a little lounge area. It's like, kind of like a craft brew, little yeah. uh, bar and stuff. And then uh, they added, like, kind of like a bench picnic seating. In the in the stands that you can sit and it's pretty cool. It's like a little general area where you can walk around and stuff. Like actually, like that's what San Diego has something like that. Yeah, but it's actually like third base side, I think. So, so it's kind of like what the Blaze had. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, you get down cool. field level. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, they're doctoring it up a bit. Yeah, that's good. Right on. Well, lots happened in the last week. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna start off though. First of all, with obvious. Tragic news of Kobe mm-hmm. uh, passing, along with the other eight people on, on the helicopter. Um, it's pretty shocking. Um, caught me off guard. It was, you know, in this generation, there's so many fake news stories that Absolutely. it took me a little while to to grow through and actually validate that that was real. Um, and I just just because it's unexpected. And yeah. even though I was never a Kobe fan, when you lose somebody of that magnitude, it's it's just kind of shocking. Yeah. You know, you, you're just like, I can't other explain it other than being just completely caught off guard. Yeah. It, it kind of humbles you too. Uh, I think we, we view celebrities and, you know, sports types that, that big, we view them as immortal. You know, we view them as like, oh, these guys are going to be around forever. You know what I mean? Especially their legacy. You know what I mean? But personally, like you feel like, well, and what I felt when, when you texted me, you're like, dude, Kobe died. First text back was like, stop, yeah, whatever. So then I look and I'm like searching on stuff. And then like, sure enough, it says helicopter crash, you know, Kobe. And then like, it started going off on different tangents of who was in there and stuff. And I was like, what the hell, dude? Like, this is freaking crazy. And, you know, it's like you said, it's tragic. And you see not only for Kobe and his daughter, but like the other people, the, yeah. I guess, quote unquote, unknowns. And it was an entire family. A dad, a mom, 
a daughter and then like the Altabellis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mom, there's husband, wife and daughter all, all on board. Yeah, dude. And, and to me, it just kind of like it, it humbled me. It like kind of made me think, you know, about my family and yeah. reaching out, not only family, but friends, you know, people that I call friends and, and just reaching out and like not being too proud or, or egotistical to say, I love you. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, you know, whatever the case may be, I love you, man. Like I'm thinking about you, you know, and, and especially with the family, like you never know, dude, you never know when it's, when it's our time. And yeah, life's short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's this just makes you realize, and you know, being a public field, uh, figure, uh, he's a global figure. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it seems so much bigger, but yeah, the, all the families It's sad. It's and really sad. I went through waves, you know, when I, when, the, when I first saw the news, I was shocked, but, and I don't mean this to sound heartless at all, but, it, you know, I, I'm not one of those people that's really big on celebrities, even athletes, celeb- any celebrity of any kind. I don't feel any special connection to them where it hits me like a, if I were to lose somebody that I actually knew. Right. But it went through a whole different level once I realized his daughter was on. Mm-hmm. Once I saw that, started seeing that news and that it was other girls from the team, that's when it just wrecked me where I, I just, you start thinking about her, her sisters. Mm-hmm. And her mom and her family, and then these other ones. Did they have brothers and sisters, or right. you know, the the assistant coach was on board? Does she have a husband and killed in kids? At that point, you strip away the celebrity title, right? And you're equals. Exactly. You know what I mean? Not in terms of obviously finances or money or fame or anything like that, but you're equals in terms of humanity. Your right? loss is equal. Yeah. Yeah. The loss. For, their loss is equal to every loss. That's every one of us in this world. Our ultimate ending is going to be death. Yeah. Whether yeah. we are, you know, whether we die with millions of dollars or a dollar or we, you know, are in debt, you know, it, we're all going to die. And, you know, seeing that, like, like you said, Rich, the seeing the, the kid part of it and how those, those young girls lost their lives. See, thinking about, and I've seen posts, different um, columns, read different columns about, like, imagine in that moment what Kobe and the other father, excuse me, we're, we're thinking like, that's all I can think about. I can't help you. That's exactly my point. That's you know all I, mean? I can think about is what, what, what was the conversation? There had to be conversation at some point. At some point they had to realize what was happening. Right. And then what do you do other than just clutch your children? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cause from what I heard is they heard the pilot calling in for a, uh, you know, I, something to extent where I can't see and, you know, and they're probably for a good five seconds, six seconds, they know that kind of going down you know yeah. you're holding your kid god i couldn't imagine the feeling yeah. it, it kills me dude like see do you see my kid go through having the flu the cold and not being able to do something you know to make them comfortable uh to just you know simple things like that dude but being imagine being in a position to where you know it's the end and there's nothing you can do about it other than try to be as strong as you can and try to calm the nerves of your daughter or son. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's terrible, dude. It's something that I, you know, I wouldn't wish upon any, anybody, any parent, any uncle, niece, or, you know, it's all the thoughts that are probably just going through your head that last few seconds, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd be strong. Yeah. No, <laughs> absolutely honest. not. It's, it's hard to say, you know, yeah, if uh, unless you're ever in a situation like that, it's it's hard to say that. Yeah, I, I'd be strong, or you know, you don't know how you would be. You yeah, know, exactly. It's impossible to 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 think or fathom how you would. 
react, but yeah, prayers to all the families. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we 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 lost Kobe and Gianna, obviously. Um, John Carey and Alyssa Altabelli, Sarah and Peyton Chester, Christina Mauser, the assistant coach, and then Ara Zabayan, the pilot, mm. all gone. It was uh, it's pretty rough, and hopefully they. How did you like? Pay attention to how the reporting was. It was like how the reporting was from all the news outlets. Like, okay, Rick Fox was on here. Then it was like all four of Kobe's daughters. And then, you know, yeah. it, like it was weird dude. that people started chiming in. Like, Rick Fox wasn't on board. I'm like, yeah. okay. At that, was the, everybody just checking in at that point? Like, yeah. don't worry, I wasn't on it. Yeah. You're like, dude, and then I, I need to know who was on it, not who's not on it. Mm-hmm. And then Shaq was talking about how he finally talked to Rick Fox after all these years because yeah. of this happening and whatnot. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It, I, but that's a great point to what we're talking about is how it changes your perspective on things. And mm-hmm. no matter what it is, and I know we're talking about this specific situation, but it takes big events usually to change people's perspective or to help you see another side of it. Right. I know... Last year when, when we lost Cody, who's been in our league forever, been a friend since high school, when when he left, it just changed the way I looked, the way I thought about my family, the way I looked at my health, a lot, just a lot. And then seeing his family, you know, his incredible wife who's, I don't know how she's doing it day by day, but taking care of all the, all the kids and, yeah. and being strong and thinking about leaving my wife behind. It just, like, I would have not thought about any of those things until boom, it hits you from the one side and then it, mm-hmm. it kind of forced you to look at it. And I think that's, I mean, that's what Shaq's doing. You know, all these years of Kobe has my ass taste and all this other bullshit they dealt with. As soon as real stuff hits the fan, that all goes out the window. And yeah, then yeah. you reach out and cling to everybody and remember <laughs> the good stuff. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, did you see when um, Jay Williams, he was, he had an interview on ESPN and he was just, he basically what he said was like all that, all that stuff that, and he said shit on there too, but he said all that shit that you know you're holding on to the small shit, you know the little petty arguments or stuff like that, little grudges like that means nothing. Like, right. Get over it. You know, fix it and move on. And you know, tell your tell your family, your friends, you know, people that you know, tell them that you love them, and you know, don't be mad anymore because you know, at, on a snap, dude, you know, it could be over for all of us. Yeah, but every moment matters. Absolutely. It does. Especially with your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Well. Rest in peace. Absolutely. Prayers to the family. And just to those it. that To those that, because like how you said, you know, you're never, you know, big on celebrities and that, you know, that how people, you know, hold that personally or and stuff like that. But to those that actually, you know, looked at Kobe as like a, you know, some, like an influence in their life somehow some way you know maybe you know you watch lakers or him play ball through a tough you know a tough time in your life like even favorite player yeah even favorite player yeah um i i have a friend that is a lifelong laker fan and even a huge kobe fan you know what i mean and i texted him just to make sure he was cool and he was it it beat him up yeah i mean and to those that 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 feel that they had a close relationship with Kobe, even if they hadn't met him or didn't know him. Like, I'm sorry for you guys' loss. Like, that's, you know, that's that's something huge. People will question it. People will say things. People will say, oh, what did he do for you? That doesn't matter. You know, people of influence, people of, of high celebrity, of, of, you know, even in, like, politics, if you feel 
the need or, or not the need, but if you feel some sort of, you know, relationship with them and it hurts, you know, grieve. You, you have every right to. Plus, you never know how it's going to hit you until, I mean, have you guys ever had a death that kind of surprised you at how much it affected, affected you? Affected you? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, I was young. I was too young to really, really know how to feel when my grandparents passed. But with my wife's grandma, um, it was, it was, I saw the pain that it put the, her family through, mm -hmm. but she was a wonderful lady. And like when I first met her, dude, it was just like, she was so accepting to me. Never, never like doubted me, always had respect for me, you know, and, and, and I did the same, you know, for her. And, and, we would we would sit there and talk about sports. She was a huge Tennessee fan, Pat Summit fan. Um, she loved basketball, and it was she was just a wonderful woman. And when she passed, it was hard. It was surprisingly hard. Like, yeah, I didn't I didn't realize how, you know, how much she, you know, she meant to me until you know she she passed away. But that's that's what I went through with Cody. I mean, when I found out he passed, Cody, I would have expected. Cody Slayton, he was he was in our league forever. He was in baseball and football. Yeah, He's a bigger guy, always a happy-go-lucky, really jokester kind of guy. But anyways, you know, like I said, friends since high school, but we we weren't like hanging out all the time, friends. It was like mostly related around the sports. We'd text back and forth. We had a good relationship. He came over for a New Year's with his family. So you know, I, it wasn't like he was my best friend. Is what I'm getting right, at. right. But when I but when he passed, it just it just shook me in a way that I would have never thought. Uh, like if you told me before, like, hey, if you lost a friend, what like, ah, it'd be rough. I lost my grandparents. I know what that would feel like. Right. But it was worse, which was surprising. You know, it was something I wouldn't have expected. And that was just my point on you don't really know how you're going to you're gonna react to a death, even if it's a celebrity or it's a friend or it's somebody that you, you may not even consider to be that close to, mm -hmm. but it could still hit you in ways you don't, you're not ready for. Right. So to your point, that's that could be happening to a lot of people with yeah, Kobe. Yeah. I mean, Chris Farley kind of shook me a little bit. Yeah. I, I didn't even know him. Exactly. I was just super boned by that. <clears throat> Another public fi figure, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's lighten it up, man. Yeah, let's get to <laughs> let's get back to football. Get this is a sports show. You're right. Oh, man. <laughs> Rest in peace to everybody affected, man. Agreed. You know what's crazy? As, as I was just kind of going through some of that stuff, I I either forgot or didn't know, but do you know Kobe was drafted by Charlotte? Yeah. Never knew that. Yeah. Traded for Vladi Divox. Right. What a terrible trade. <laughs> That's got to be one of the worst trades in any sport of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you just looked at him, you'd be like, hey, on your basketball team, you want this guy who looks like an old-ass Pinocchio, <laughs> or do you want this guy who looks like a superstar? You'd yeah. be like, no, I'll take the old-ass Pinocchio. <laughs> like, what? That's a good point. Good grief. Yeah. All right, so let's recap. Championship weekend, um, Chiefs. Wax the Titans. The 49ers demolished the Packers. Neither game was really that close. Yeah. Um, both teams geared up into the Super Bowl. We're going to get a Chiefs-Niners game. And who's going to win? I'm going Chiefs. Are you going Chiefs because you want them to win, or are you going Chiefs because you think they're going to no, win? No, I'm going Chiefs because I think they'll win. Yeah. I think it's going to be 27-24. That's not bad. Chiefs. That's not bad. I think for me, dude, it's I. I've been I've been 
back and forth on this. You I really even posted on Facebook. You were leading Niners last week, I believe, I was, right? Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was. Uh, and I'm, and it's still hard for me to go against that defense. Mm-hmm. Um, just because everybody's going to be healthy, like they got key people back. Um, and I, I'm a big proponent on defense wins championships. You know what I mean? And and just like in baseball, pitching wins championships. You know, if you got if you got a, a staff that's going to pitch, you know, you can take two three starters deep into the ninth. Chances are you're going to win. You know what I mean? Um, the defense, man, it's hard for me. If they can, if they can be successful like they have been all year, and rush with just four and get to Pat Mahomes, force him out of the pocket. Yeah, he's great out of the pocket, but he's deadly when he's untouched in the pocket. You give him plenty of time, and he's gonna pick you apart, zone or man. And I just, if the Niners can get to him, if Bosa can get to him, and just flush him out of the pocket they're covering with seven at that point you know what i mean and and it's i don't care what quarterback you are cover seven in coverage versus your four or you know three at that point or five sometimes it's it's tough the only thing that fucking trips me out is how fast kansas city is yeah i i don't think the niners have faced an offense that fast they got tons of weapons that are fast as i'll get out you know what i mean and Andy Reid is just a stud in his first 15, 20 plays of the game. And it's, I w- I'm a Raider fan. I've witnessed it for the past, what, eight years that he's been coached there. And like he's so dangerous when he has time to prep. Yes. Yes. This is like a bye. It he's basically, coming off it, of it a bye. It is a bye. Yeah. He's exactly. coming off of a bye. And this guy is, what, 11 and two or something? 13 and two off of a bye it's or something? something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, you know, I. Although. <clears throat> He he lost the last Super Bowl, even though he had a bye. He's got the most wins of any coach without a championship. So mm-hmm. He's due. He's due. He is. He's he due. is. He seems like a nice old man, dad. Yeah, I just want to hang out with. Yeah, that's. Yeah, how do you not get that vibe? You know, he just seems like the players love him. <laughs> like Grandpa Reed. Talk yeah. about it. cheeseburgers. After yeah, that's what he said. He's, uh, I just I'm gonna go home eat a burger, <laughs> or I'm gonna go and eat a burger. Yeah, I don't know, man. I all week I've been battling back and forth. I'd go heavy Niners and it'd be like, they can't get past that defense. And then I go Chiefs and I got two factors working for me and on the Chiefs part is it's my wife's favorite team. And uh that offense, dude. Pat Mahomes. He's just you know, he can he can make plays when there's nothing, you know, and special. Yeah. Can those if they force him out of the pocket and he's scrambling around can that defense cover for five six seconds of, you know a play like that it's 18 and three after a bye week yeah it's crazy that's ridiculous, I mean, I ridiculous numbers I mean, if uh frisco can get the running back running that's and the it, key like too they did the green bay and run yeah. all over them uh and get a little bit of a lead and then the defense comes in and helps them keep that lead and keeps homes off the field yeah could be bad news for uh, Kansas City. I look at it as like this. If you had, okay, you had to bet money on Garoppolo or Mahomes to be able to carry your team, who are you going to pick? About 99% of the people are going to pick Mahomes, right? Niners are banking on that run offense, trying to get Mostert, Mostert to go, you know, and even Coleman and, and stuff like that. Well, shit, you saw what they did against Green Bay, but he had like eight passes, eight attempts. 
So it's like, like you said, if they get that uh, that running game going, and don't have to depend on on uh, Garoppolo to, you know, save them, then I I think they have a shot. But I mean, good story for old Garoppolo. You know, hurt all last season and then comes in this season. Yeah, in the Super Bowl, you know. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm wondering if Shanahan's gonna outthink himself or if he's going to stick with a game plan that's working. Because now that he's facing an offense that's at that level, which I don't think the Packers certainly were at, and the Vikings, although have potential at times, are not the Chiefs. So when you go up against that, is he going to try and get too cute, do too many things, work too many players in, trying to do too you know yeah. too extravagant of plays, or is he going to stick with this, pound it right up your throat, you know, work your receivers on the backside and and hit, take take what's there? Yeah. Because if you take what's there, I got to assume Kansas City is going to be giving you. A lot of running lanes. Yeah. But not a great run D. No. Chris yeah, Jones is a great. Yeah, they got that one Chris Jones, and that's but pretty much it. It should be there. It'd, it's, be, it'd be interesting, because if the Niners can win, this will give them the number six. This will tie with the Patriots and Steelers, Yeah, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. But if the Chiefs can win, Jesus Christ, it's been since 1970. Yeah. The Super Bowl II, I think it was? Four. Four, yeah. Yeah, beat the Vikings. Yeah. That was, that was the first Super Bowl when they actually became... The Super Bowl. It was a merger. Yeah, because in the Super Bowl three is when they announced, they actually called it the Super Bowl. They referred to it as the Super Bowl. But Super Bowl four was when they actually promoted it as a Super Bowl and it became a thing. Super Bowl three, they were just, the announcers were just saying Super Bowl. But uh, that was Super when they still had the AFL and yeah, NFL. Yeah, AFL and NFL, yeah. It's crazy. I was checking out the stats on that. Did you know that out of all time, the NFC's up on the AFC 27 26? Really? I didn't know it was that close. <laughs> That's oh, pretty crazy. Shit. Yeah, they almost alternate. One more one more thing that I, I find I'm like curious about is is Rob Sala gonna be able to put up a good game plan on D to stop a mind like Andy Reid. What Rob a Sala is a young guy. Oh yeah. Young cat, you know, he's had he's had the benefit of probably the best front four in the league all year, right? And not really having to call many blitzes or, or disguises or spies or anything. He just, you know, go cover and let's play D and we'll win, you know, and they won like that this year going against the chiefs. Andy Reed, that dude's a mind, bro. He's going to, he's going to work some stuff in there and try to trick you. Like he does every game. And I'm, I'm curious to see if, if Rob Sala is like going to be able to do that, dude. Yeah, That makes it exciting. You take the key positions, you know, head coach versus head coach. Andy Reid's got so much more experience. Yeah, You'd a, have to give him the check crazy. mark. And then you look at, at Sala against, the, okay, against yeah. their offense. You're going to have to give the check mark to the offense. It's been proven it. Mahomes over Garoppolo seems like a complete gimme. Yeah. I mean, all, the Chiefs are, they should be favored yeah. in this matchup. And I think they are. But the Niners' defense is significantly better. So yeah. that's where it starts to tilt that that balance yeah, a little I think, bit I think it's really back good. in their way. Yeah. It's. <laughs> It's good. It's good. I'm just really excited. Like I said last week, I'm super pumped for this because both teams need it. The Chiefs haven't won in f- what 40, 50 years. Fifty years. The Niners haven't won in twenty five, which that caught me off guard too. I didn't realize oh, it's wow. been that long. Twenty five. Ninety five. Well, yeah. Nineteen ninety five. Ninety four season to ninety five. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's. I think. I think Reed needs to get it. Oh, he's, I'm, um, he's super due. Shannon and Garoppolo and them. They got time. You well, that I mean? so uh, yeah. so let's yeah. let's get into that because so who do you think this is bigger for for Reed or for Shanahan? Because obviously Reed, 
he's been waiting longer, so it'd be huge for him, and it'd be the the cherry on top. But for Shanahan, he's a young guy to get a Super Bowl right now. What would that do for his career? Which one have a bigger impact ultimately? Mm, that's tough to say. I I would have to say Reed, just because of the overall length of his career, and the chance that he had with Philly, lost, and then now with with uh, with Kansas City, basically getting that what did it say that monkey off your back kind of thing. Solidifies. Well, what would it, you know what, what would it do to Reed's career if he loses and never wins one? What does that do to his legacy? Does that have an effect at all in your guys' mind? I think um, first, second, or third ballot kind of thing. I think it, it's a wide it, variety. Well, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying if 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 he's he wins the Super Bowl, he's in automatic. Yeah, oh, he's I in. But if he doesn't win and he continues and he doesn't win, you know, for the next two, three, four. Let's be honest, he's probably not going to coach for another what, maybe five years. I would guess. Are you saying because of heart attack or because no, of choice? No, just, just choice. He's probably, you know, he, he. I think he's, at that point, he'd probably be like, well, you know, it's time to just let like Eric enemy go. I don't know, dude. I, if he doesn't win, I I, I don't know how he's going to walk away. No, I'm not saying he'll walk won't. away this year. No, no, but I mean, like, if he doesn't win the Super Bowl, I like, even you if he doesn't win the next five years, I could just see him just poking away. Poking, just I mean, look at the coaches that are getting jobs now. But you also got to look at... I if, mean, fucking Dusty Baker gonna, just got hired. They're going to, sure yeah, they're going to... Uh, <laughs> They're gonna give uh, Pat Mahomes the fucking farm, like yeah, you know what I mean. And so, what is that gonna do for next year, the year after, and the year after in terms of being able to sign people? You know what I mean? Like that team isn't gonna be together for. I think that's the value of Reed. That same thing happened in Philadelphia. They had to, they way overpaid McNabb. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, McNabb was a good quarterback, but they way overpaid McNabb, and they still brought had guys like Terrell Owens, and their defenses were great. They had high paid players. Right. So I think Reed's one of those guys who's a great talent evaluator. He'll bring people in. If they lose Tyreek Hill, they'll let him go. They'll bring some else in to replace him. I mean, McCole Hardman looks like he could be the next Tyreek Hill to some levels. He's actually faster than him, too. And they lost Hunt. And, I mean, he's yeah, they lost Hunt. It, yeah. He's making it work. They're using freaking Damian Williams. They got lucky on Damian, though. I guess. I, don't, I mean, that's how I mean, he's not Hunt. But, he's not. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not even. I mean, he works for Andy he, Reed. He works for Andy Reed, exactly. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. I like I said, I think if he wins, definite first. You know, once he's available, not available, but um, once he's eligible to be in to get voted in, he's in. If he wins the Super Bowl, if yeah, he doesn't, I think they'll be like, well, you know, there'll be those few voters, you know, that will, won't give him the benefit of the doubt and be like, oh, let's just wait a little because there's more people deserving of it. You know what I mean? Um, whether or not that happens, I don't know. Obviously, but. I just think if he wins, it'd be it'd be uh, bigger than Shanahan winning because Shanahan's true. young. It is, he is young. He has plenty he, of time. He's got plenty yeah. of time. But if he does win, does that set him up for a multiple Super Bowl run with the team he has? What do you think? Shanahan? A very young team. So you're saying maybe like back-to-back or? Well, I mean, he's not going to be a Belichick, but I don't think he's going to be a Patriot run. But, yeah, do you think he might pull off two or three Super Bowls with this team if he can pull this off this year? I, Good. I think so, yes. Absolutely. As long as that okay. team sticks You know together. what's crazy is the loser of the Super Bowl, how bad they've been the next year traditionally. Every year. For years. Yes. And it, it, the last few years I've been like, well, it's going to end this year. You could guess that the Raiders have been in every Super Bowl for the past 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the Raiders were in it last year? Well, no. <laughs> Not necessarily. But, yeah, I mean, when the Falcons were in the Super Bowl and they lost to the Patriots, I was like, well, 
the Falcons aren't going to be shitty next year, and they were. Yep. And then the Rams last year. As much as I hate the Rams, mm-hmm. I was like, well, oh, the Rams are going to make the playoffs. The division sucks. And then they came out there and just laid an egg. Yeah. Does that make people think that the Sean McVay thing is was like just a little hyped? That's I I get I think that I think it was way overhyped. I think he was way overhyped. I think somebody did an interview where he memorized the play from twenty years ago, and they just won't shut up about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I'm like, dude, I could tell you what my favorite cereal was when I was nine years old, but you don't need to ask me the same question forty eight times. Mm. <laughs> Shit, dude. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> you know what I do like about Sean McVay is how he's so into the game. They have a guy that stands there and pulls him off the field. Yeah, and he's in the way. Yeah, because he's yeah he's creating jobs. He's great jobs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's much better than fucking claps, claps a lot in Dallas. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I think he's going to be good. As now he's in New York. To be honest, but. Yeah. That's, I don't know. It's crazy, but So what I was getting at is, could you imagine the Chiefs losing and being shit next year? Or even the Niners? It's easier for me to imagine the Niners dropping than it is the Chiefs. I could, I, I could see the Niners drop more than the Chiefs. Right. Because the Niners were shit last year. Grapple was hurt. They didn't play well this year. Bam, right on the scene. So I could see them regressing next year. The Chiefs is really hard to picture them <laughs> coming out next year just not playing well. Like it yeah. would take Mahomes getting injured or something for that to to happen. I would assume. Yeah. The Chargers aren't going to be better without Philip Rivers. I don't think. And if they are, it'll be marginal. Who's going to be their quarterback now? Yeah, I don't know. I heard Brett Favre is interested. <laughs> <laughs> He'll sling some rock. So are we yeah. going to make our picks hit now or at later? Um. Yeah, in a minute. Okay. Well, I'm just curious. I want to get into... Uh, I didn't prepare for this one today. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I want to get into the Super Bowls of all time. So when you guys are looking at greatest Super Bowl of all time, whether that's what you've watched, what you've witnessed, what you've read about, what Super Bowl would you rank as the top? Just the, the best of the best that you were a part of. Go ahead, Jay. What do you got? Mine is Super Bowl 49. Patriots against the Seahawks. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. It was pretty exciting back and forth the whole time. Uh, and then just, just the way it ended. The uh, stupid Pete Carroll smacking his lips in that gum. And he calls a passing play when he could have just went beast mode right there. <laughs> and and I, they and had the, a timeout. The, the, shock, right? the, the shock on Brady's face. The shock on me watching the dang game. You Everybody, know what I mean? Yeah. And then Russell Wilson. Ripped the heart out of the nation. Russell, yeah. Russell Wilson. Storky butt, you know, so I, I liked it. I, I liked I liked the Seahawks losing. Maybe I'm, that was me just being a little You like the Patriots winning? Yes. I'm a I'm I'm a believer in the GOAT. Brady? Tom Brady. Did he have a GOAT even game though, that game? Even though? though I'm a Raider fan. Yeah. You too? I I knew you were an ace fan. I didn't know you were a Raider yep. fan. Yes, sir. A lot of dude sweat going on in here now. Yes. <laughs> my man. That was the one that stuck out in my mind. When I was trying to think that was a good it. one. Um, I almost got in a fight after that game in Vegas. We were at the Rio and Oh, good buffet. Yes. Oh my god. Well, so for Starving. the Super Bowl, they have the venue inside. You can go, you pay before, you it's like fifty bucks, and it's all you can eat, all you can drink, house house um liquor and house beer, you know. So we were there and there's this one guy who was wearing a Patriots jersey with the Seahawks hat. Right, so I seen that, Inflicted. and I was with Joe Maytubby and uh, my wife, my sister in law, Jason, uh, Joe's brother in law. We we're in there, and <laughs> me being drunk and giving that dude 
shit, you know, throughout the game. Uh, at the end of the game, he was pissed, which I didn't know why because he was wearing both teams. So I was like, are you mad at the Patriots lost, you know, like, or the, the Seahawks lost or whatever? So he gets up and I'm recording him on Snapchat, right? I was like, ah, what happened, blah, blah, blah. And he gets up and he starts like pointing his finger and yelling. He says something. And I was drunk, whatever. So I get, I put my phone out, get up, dude, and I follow him. And as he's, he doesn't realize that I'm following, so he's walking, but he turns around, he sees me, and he kind of does this one thing, like he goes down, and he's like, whoa, 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 he goes like this, and then he eats it. Well, I get on top of him, and at that point, my buddy Jason pulls me off, and he's like, dude, let's go, let's, you know, let's get out of here. So we walk out. Long story short, dude, he had told the guy that I had punched him. And I was like, what? I wish I did, but I never did, you know? And we walk, he's all, dude, you're going to have to leave the casino. You got to get out of here, bro. He's going to want to press charges and all this stuff. And I was like, dude, everybody was in there, bro. No, ask people. I didn't fucking punch anybody. He fell. And anyway, long, uh, we, we, uh, the guy, the security guard was like, you don't have to leave, dude, but just get away from him, bro. I, I don't trust this guy. He's kind of weird. You know, like, I was well, like, well, yeah. It was. It was. I would, I would have been like, "Who did I punch? The Patriot fan? Like, yeah. well, I was like, That's, <laughs> yeah. that was a Seahawk fan. You're not even getting the right people in here." Seriously, dude. I was like, "Oh my gosh, dude!" But that was a good Super Bowl. Yeah, I, that was a good one. That was my pick. That was definitely a thrilling. Good ending. Well, what was the score on that? What did it end like? Would they win by three points or so? I don't know. That's your Super Bowl, man. Oh God, I'm sorry. <laughs> didn't, didn't grab that stat. Yeah. I well, think it, for it me, was. It was a one score game, obviously, because yeah. they were getting ready to win it. I think for me, um, the one I remember the most and the one that I cried over was the Bills and Giants uh, when, uh, what's his name, Scott, is it Scott it. Norwood, when he misses that field goal wide right. I'm sorry, Rich. You just made him really sad. I cried. That when I went through I was, all the Super Bowls and I got to that one, I had to stop and just <laughs> fucking Bill Belichick running two linemen. Yeah. Two guys on the D-line and then five linebackers. It's bullshit. Yep. It's a fucking genius. But but, <laughs> but the Bills still played a great game. That last drive, too, was freaking amazing, dude. They were, they were the run and gun. They were the the quick um, quick offense, run and gun style. Before it was. Before it was. That's and, it why, was and it was crazy to watch, That's dude. why I felt Jim Kelly never gets as much dues as he should. Because or Thurman Thomas. He actually did that himself. He was that wasn't an offensive coordinator that came out and was like, hey Jim, here's what I want you to run. He was allowed to do it at the line. That he's the Peyton Manning before Peyton Manning. Right. You know Thurman and, Thomas does what two running backs now on the same team do. Right. Thurman Thomas is a four down back. Like with, or three Thurman down Thomas back, right? is a great mixture of Melvin Gordon and fucking what's that guy's name? <laughs> the other Marky. the other back at San Diego? I can't think of his name or not. Eckler. Eckler. Yeah. He's, he's there, Eckler yeah. and Gordon combined. Yeah. He can he's give him the ball, run with the middle, he'll shove it down your throat, or he'd bounce out and he's quick. Yeah. yeah. I still have a lot of Thurman Thomas cards. I do too. I just <laughs> went through my garage and had a couple of those. And then I had one on the Dolphins, and I'm together. like, you motherfucker. <laughs> we need to get together and look at each other's cards for uh. sure. <laughs> now, That'll be yeah, a thrilling for me, day. for me, that Super Bowl dude was it was every bit of exciting, and then at the end, thinking like, "Oh shit, they got this! They got this, dude! They're gonna win this!" And I'm all happy, and I'm, it was just we were living at Bell in Belridge at the time, and um, yeah, he, he missed it wide right, and I could not believe it. Started crying. My dad's like laughing at me, like, "Why are you crying? Like, <laughs> it's just a game." And he didn't, you know. Your dad was like, "Why are you wearing a Bills hat, a Giants jersey? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why Why do you have Raiders posters, Bo Jackson posters in your room?" <laughs> But um, yeah, 
it was that was my most memorable one. I think the one that I had the most fun watching was the Packers and Broncos. I forgot which one that one was when Elway won his second, yeah Elway and Favre or first I think. Um, that was a good one. That was when the McDonald's cheeseburgers were for uh, thirty nine cents. <laughs> so after church, me and some friends, it's a great timeline. Yeah, me and some friends went to McDonald's and we maxed out. I think you can buy it. It was twenty each, right? We bought each of us bought twenty cheeseburgers and went back to his house and watched his Super Bowl, dude. Eating cheeseburgers all game, dude. It was freaking insane. That was that's the most memorable one. That's crazy. Me. It cost you like six bucks. Yeah, absolutely. That would cost you like thirty bucks now. Inflation's mm-hmm. crazy. Except at Jack in the Box, the yeah. tacos still the same price. Yeah. That day I didn't give to the church, so I can buy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down burgers. with McDonald's cheeseburger too. They're bomb, dude. They're little double doubles. Basically good. <laughs> Money. I got to relive that Bills tragedy when they uh, play the Titans in the playoffs. Yeah. And I watched them come down and kick a field goal to win the game, and I thought, not again. And then it went in. And I said, yes! And I ran around <laughs> my living room with my arms in the air, fist pumping. My dad was laughing, and he was like, can't believe they did it. Can't believe they did Better hope, You better hope they don't get a kick return. I'm like, Dad, shut up. It's ridiculous. They're not even kicking off. And then I watched the ball dribble up the middle, and then the Titans run a miracle, and my whole life is ruined. It was forward pass, bro. Yeah. <laughs> It was. Yeah. I still believe that. Your quarterback got real rookie-ish towards the end there. That's because they did. They left Doug Flutie on the bench with Rob Thomas. Mm-hmm. Stupid move. I was so mad about that. that you write Doug Flutie season. all season long, and then you go to the playoffs and you bring Rob Thomas in? You're right. It's fucking hot already, bro. All right. Here we go again. Oh, it's that time of the show. Tony gets naked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was pretty rough. Well, my, so- my Super Bowl, Ravens, 49ers. I really enjoyed that one. Couple reasons. One, I was not a fan of Colin Kaepernick at the time. I'm still not, but I was not a fan of his. Two, I loved the Harbaugh Bowl. I was yeah. so pumped. <laughs> I was so pumped that was even a thing. You know that it can even happen. Brother versus brother in the Super Bowl. It's amazing. All those memes back. Then. <laughs> yeah, and then it actually ended up being an exciting game. They came down. They came back from 22 points down. Made a game of it. It was uh, there's that weird blackout at halftime yeah. or, or not halftime, but back in the game that was kind of odd and. Illuminati, just, bro. Yeah, it was just a fun Super Bowl. I actually, that, I really enjoyed that one. That was one and it was a great mix of offense and defense. Yeah. I was at your house watching that with you. No shit, you were. That's right. Yeah. We're passing the boot. Yeah. Das boot? Das boot. Yeah, we're tossing bucks in that thing as it went around. Oh. And then whoever scored, when it scored, whoever was holding the boot was the one that got to take the money. So That was an was, exciting one. That was fun. When they scored or when they won? Touchdown. No, yeah. You every every time the ball would change hands, oh. you dropped money in. So the whole if it would just everybody would put a buck in or whatever it was, five bucks or a buck. I don't remember what it was. But then when it, somebody scored a touchdown, whoever was holding it at that time was the one that got the money. Oh, that's a cool game. Yeah, it was fun. Hmm. It was actually a lot of fun because then you know they'd punt and you're like fuck, you yeah. hand it over <laughs> and you're just waiting for it to get back around. <laughs> Rich has always has clever games. Yeah, for fantasy drafts. Oh shit! But that would that would be a shitty game to play for this Super Bowl. Uh, it must have been, yeah, I know. Because uh, you're going to get away like, like a dollar. dollar and score. Well, thanks. Because <laughs> every, oh, that's what it was. Every possession, you re, you re it up. Boom, boom, boom. So every time you hand it off, it was just doubling and doubling oh, and doubling. Okay. That probably was a great game to play last year. It was like 80 yeah. punts. <laughs> well, you, you didn't watch it, so you couldn't have played. Hell no, I didn't watch that shit. <laughs> but yeah, that was my Super Bowl. And then that's a good one. my worst Super Bowl of all time had to have been last year's. That was 
pretty brutal. I can't remember. There a was bad a couple. There was a couple other that, than that one that seemed like they'd be really bad from back in the day. You know, when I read about them, I looked at the scores and stuff, but I didn't see them, so back. can't do it. I take that back. Our Super Bowl, Jay. Oh, Tampa Bay. That one was bad. Yeah, I just skipped that one. They tried. They tried. They tried. Come back, and then Gannon throws another pick. Guess who's coaching us now? Yeah, that was nuts, dude. That was that was. Not how I what was that nuts game to go. Is that the week leading up to the game, how so much shit changed. Fucking Barrett Robbins goes AWOL. Yeah, that was weird. Goes nuts. And then Callahan, Tim Brown, and Jerry Rice confirmed that cha- he changed the fucking game plan. And like two days before, or, or no, a day before, after the walkthrough, he changed the game plan. So everybody's like, what the fuck? Why are you changing this shit? Like, you know? And so everybody was like, Saying a lot of people were saying that he did it because he felt that uh, Gruden knew the plays and blah blah blah, and and it's like, well, fuck, why don't you just try it out and then you know you're in the adjust. game at that point, just adjust, you know. He got intimidated and fucking, jeez man, you can move on, Rich. Yeah, was, yeah fuck that Super Bowl. <laughs> hey, at least we got to share that uh, sadness. <laughs> did you guys didn't lose four in a row. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, dude. You guys yeah. have lost more than we've won. <laughs> Thank God for the Broncos, because other than that, it'd just be us and the Vikings lost four. True. It was funny. I was going through Super Bowls, and I'm like, "Oh look, so and so beat Denver. That's rough. Oh look, another team beat Denver. Man, Denver's lost a lot. Oh look, another team beat Denver. I was like, fuck. <laughs> then I go look at it. Denver's lost five Super Bowls. Yeah, always been to five. Lost uh, three. Uh, three. Yeah, and they lost two other ones earlier from another sap that nobody remembers. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was pretty nuts. You know what other Super Bowl sucked was that uh, Seahawks-Bronco one. Oh, the blowout? Oh, oh my God. Them. I loved game, it. Well, the game was, I mean, it's cool, the outcome, but the game sucked. Yeah. It started out, you're like, oh, shit, this is fuck crazy. And then it was just a steamboat the rest of the way. Was it like started with the safety and I won that prop bet? Yeah. It jacked the pool up for the whole game. Yep. Wasn't it like 40 to 8? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. I think the Broncos didn't score pretty much the whole game, and then they got a touchdown at the end with a two-point conversion, mm-hmm. just for shits and gigs, I guess. But yeah, that was brutal. Yeah. Yeah, that was... I won that prop bet. That was unexpected. Speaking of prop bets, let's get into our betting lines. we got some fun ones. I'm keeping track of all this shit, by the way. All right. You writing it down? Oh, yeah. Fuck I already man. made columns. <laughs> Should have brought my computer and started a spreadsheet. I know, huh? <laughs> So, all right. So the first one, you guys have the over under of Demi Lovato singing the national anthem at two minutes. I'm under. Ties lose. Jay, you're under, huh? I'm under. Two minutes? She's only gone over two minutes once in her career. Dude, you can't give away secret information. That might change Tony's mind. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm big on the underdog. I'm going to go over. Oh, wow. It's going to be like 201. I'm going to take the under on that because I think she's going to have strep throat. <laughs> Jinxed her already. All right, coin toss. You're going heads or tails? Tails always, never fails. Always heads. Dang. I'm a heads guy too. I'm going to roll Prove with that. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which team scores first? Any score? Chiefs. Chiefs. You guys are going with Andy Reid's. Uh, I think they're going to flip it around and not start slow. Come out blazing. Yeah. I'm taking the Niners. 
And I like where you guys' heads are at. <laughs> the jersey number of the first player to score a touchdown over under 26 and a half. Under. Wait, wait, wait. What? The jersey number uh-huh. of the first player to score a touchdown under or over 26 and a half. Under. Number 15. Ooh, it's going to be 10. Tyreek. Yeah. Shit, but if the Niners get it and then Moss hurt. Yeah, it's a tough one. But if the Niners get it, it could be Walla or uh Sanders. Debo. Oh fuck. I hate this bit. <laughs> I'm gonna go under. Under. I'm also going under. Under just seems like the safest play, yeah, really. Yeah, I mean Mahomes alone. Yeah. You got Mercole. All right. Will the game be tied? Wait, scores or if Mahomes throws it, he nope. Okay, he's player to get in the end zone. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's gonna run one in. Will the game be tied after the game starts zero zero? Yes or no? Yeah, fourteen. You're going yes. Yep. Yes, it's seventeen. Oh shit! You guys are ending up there, seventeen and fourteen. I better do that. I'm gonna go no, so I don't need any fucking scores. All right, how many wardrobe changes for J Lo? The under over is at two and a half. Definitely over. In the while her in her performance? Yeah. I just hope she has a nip slip. I don't care, dude. I, I've been waiting for a nip slip since the Super Bowl. I missed it and never yeah. got to see it. I well, still haven't seen it. Well, I'm gonna have to get on the dark web and find it, which by the way is amazing. <laughs> well then watch her movie Hustlers. Woo-wee. She shows a nip. She's just a nip in that. Pretty close, but... I don't want close, Jay. I'm a grown-ass man. I need to see it, or Come is on, it? bro. It's worth a watch. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Because she's performing with Shakira, right? Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure J-Lo's going to start. And then... It's an over-under, dude. No, I'm trying to put it all together, Jay. Okay? I'm trying to put it... <laughs> So JLo's gonna start and then Shakira is gonna come in and then they're gonna dance to Shakira's shit for a little bit and then they're gonna do their do their fucking whatever. They're gonna make love? No. They're gonna make I like your halftime show. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna sing somebody's song, but like do a, a duet. Duet. And then J Lo is gonna switch. I'm gonna go under, bro. They're taking under. Yeah. That's weird because out of your story, I just got talked into the over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going over on that. Not going under. All right. So, how many, how long in yards will the longest TD be in the game? Over under 44 and a half. Over. Over. Uh, what? Really? You guys think it's gonna be a longer touchdown than forty? It's a forty-five yard score. You don't think yeah. Mozart can break a fucking fifty-yard touchdown? You don't think Hill can do a little whoop-de-whoop and take it to the house? Oh, you don't Jesus. think Kittle will get freed up the middle? Fifty yards? Yes. Easy. Yeah, they're drunk. <laughs> I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the over too, though. That was the easiest pick of all. Yeah, dude, you're crazy. I want to take the under now, just because you guys are so sure. It's freaking me out. How many players will attempt to pass over-unders at two and a half? I'm going under. Yeah, I'm going to go under. I don't think they're going to get too cute. You guys are out of your fucking minds. <laughs> they're not going to get that. Taysom Dude. Hill is not playing in the Super Bowl. Dude, right? I guarantee you you're going to see a receiver throw a pass. Yeah, but it's under two and a half. No, there's two quarterbacks. All you need is one receiver to throw a pass. Boom, you're over. 
Oh, the over is one? Two and a half. There is, yeah, no, it's under. So, no, it's, yeah, fuck, way under. Well, it can't be way under. There's definitely going to be two. How is there going to be two? There's two quarterbacks. You said receiver. No, player. That's what I'm saying. You're giving, they're giving you two. Hold on. What? Okay. Is I'm this confused. a position player we're talking about here? It's players in general. They're giving you two. They're ba- what they're basically asking is over under uh, somebody not a quarterback making a pass. Under. Under. Okay. That's an easy win for me, boys. How? Because I guarantee you they're going to have a receiver throw a pass. Yeah, but you're saying that's two and a half. All right. Clearly we're misunderstanding each other here. Yes, we are. Mahomes is one. Garoppolo is two. Those are gimmies. That's two players right there. It's over under two and a half. All you need is one more person in the game to throw a pass. That's different. No, that's different. You're saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what the prop is. No. I didn't think the quarterbacks counted. The count. Yeah, quarterbacks aren't counting. They are counting. They can't count. You're not gonna. You're not gonna do a three. So it's a you're trick question. You're gonna have three receivers throw the pass in the game. That's gonna be your prop. That's the prop. Well, of course you take under then. Absolutely. So you're going over? No, I'm going under. We're gonna eliminate this question from the game. I agree. Unless there's we're been too many. Richest issues. method. I'll go over. But <laughs> which team scores last? 49ers. I'm going to go Chiefs. I'm going to go Trying Chiefs. to catch up. I'm going to go Chiefs. Trying to catch up. Ooh, that's ballsy, Jay. Yeah, I like that. So you're saying the Niners are going to be down coming back? Mm-hmm. Fuck, they better hope not because they don't have that kind of offense. That's what's going to happen. All right. <laughs> Who will be the Super Bowl MVP? Mahomes. Ah. <sighs> Even if Kelsey and Hill and everybody goes off. It's a five-point question. It'll still be Mahomes. He's going to probably throw something left-handed and do a cartwheel into the end zone. Fuck. If the Chiefs win, it's going to be Mahomes. But if the Niners win, it's definitely not going to be Garoppolo. It's going to be like <laughs> Mustard or fucking... Bosa. Bosa. Yeah. That'd be, how, when's the last time a uh, defensive player was a... Oh, um, dude from worry. Seattle. Oh, yeah. Linebacker Smith. I would say Mahomes. Mahomes. Oh, my God. I'm going to take Garoppolo. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. See, I'm, I'm going to jump on the Garoppolo, too. God I'm going to switch it. it. Well played. I, Dude, I was. I don't know. I could just see Shanahan coming out and making Garoppolo the. The impact player in this game after the whole time they've been running, running, running. I, I kind of thought that in my brain a little bit when I was thinking about it. Maybe he's been holding them back the season. So Garoppolo can, can pass. Out. Yeah, he's not he's not Trent Dilfer. No. He's he's very underestimated right now. Everybody just keeps talking about how he's out there managing the game and shit, but that's just because that's all they're asking him to do. I watched him make some pretty sweet passes in Baltimore in the rain. Yeah. He could pass. He's not Mahomes, but he could pass. All right, and then who wins the game overall? This is this is locked in. Chiefs. Chiefs. <laughs> As I'm a su- Raider fan, I'm surprised you you switched. You almost, you almost swung me last week. I'm I mean I'm still debating on that, but I'm taking Niners. I just can 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 I leave mine blank and then you text me tomorrow? <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to go with Chiefs. How many rushing TDs combined in the game over under three and a half? Over. Yeah, over. I didn't study for that question. Three overs. Yeah, I brought in a few surprises. <laughs> <laughs> How many different players catch a pass from Pat Mahomes over under six and a half? Mm -hmm. So that means Kelsey. Under. Yeah, I'm going to go under. Do they got six They're receivers? Gonna, he's going <laughs> to feed Kelsey. I'm going to go over. Receivers? Yeah. Williams, Pringle, uh, Hardman, Williams. Hill, Robinson. Watkins, Watkins, Hill, Robinson. That's seven. And then whatever fucking backup tight end they bring in, and then the offensive lineman they throw a pass to. I think it's going to be fucking number one guys. N number one and number two guys. You going under? Yeah. That's it. You guys did it. I'm going to need a... Uh, couple hundred bucks for you guys because we're putting this on in vegas do a penalties one <laughs> a penalties yeah over under what how many total penalties are gonna i know be? but what's the number I actually don't i don't know what a good amount do, is let's do Seven? let's do uh how many pass interference penalties are gonna be that's interesting because you got the wide receivers from the chiefs that are so fucking fast and then you got sherman who's quote unquote great fucking slot receiver uh quote quote <laughs> sherman if you goatist, ask him goatist yeah. all right pass interference penalties over under three three and a half sounds good i'm gonna go go ahead jay over over me too over i'm gonna go under Four pass interference. Yeah, that would feel, suck. I feel good about that one. That's a lot of game changing amount. You think they're just gonna let him play? Be a I hope so. I mean, I hope. I don't want to see Ram Saints shit go on, but I I hope they let him play to a certain extent. Right. I want to see the you know the receivers beat the beat the defense and I mean you kind of have to hold Hill a little bit. I don't really know how else you're gonna defend him. He's so quick. That's. That's Theoretically, if you line up Hill and Hardman on the same side and have them run opposing routes, Jesus, how do you cover that? Can't. It's hard. That's, so you that's why you I'm, gotta throw bodies. That's why I'm like struggling to like. Ah oh man, this fucking game. They're like Bosa, we need you to get to him quick. We don't have time. <laughs> Sammy Watkins is probably gonna have a game now. These. I think he not had on his my game. Fantasy team. Watkins, if you watch his career, <laughs> he has a good game. Disappears for half a year and then he'll show back up and then he'll disappear again. And he just had a good game last week. He went over 100 it. yards. Then he'll hurt his foot. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Come back. So I, I don't know. I'd be surprised if he if he showed up big. I think it's one of those games where you're going to see a weird guy like a Pringle get two touchdowns or you're going to see Robinson show up again because we haven't seen him really have a big game since the yeah. open game. And who knows? Why you got to bring that up? Yeah, my bad. Well, Raiders Oakland. really that's, Raiders. They're not even in Oakland anymore. Raiders played good for three quarters. Yeah. Then that second quarter just fucking. Well, the defense did. The offense didn't do shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's transition into some baseball. We good on Super Bowl? You guys have any other things you want to add to that? No, I'm good. No, with that. solid. No. Looking forward to the game. I am. What are you guys do? What are you guys doing for Super Bowl? I'm going to Maytubbies. Oh, nice. Yeah, cornhole and. You guys breaking your Vegas tradition? Well, we all have kids. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, for the most, except for Joe, but 
He's working on it. He's working on it. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, doesn't know it, but he is. <laughs> cool. We're going to uh, our friends, the Giacomos. They actually live next door to the cars. Nice. Off the highway. Nice. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I have Big no idea. Big 49er fan. Oh, that'll be interesting. Huh. I don't. Does he ever get any uh, inside info? He kind of said they're jerks. The cars? <laughs> I heard that too. They say they hot. They have youngsters in and out, hot rodding down the street, you know, because they do a lot of their probably training over there and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he's confronted them about that, you know. I think David Carr. Well, you know, they're young. Kind of is what it is. So. Really? Yeah, I hate to be saying that. But. No, it's all good, dude. They, oh, man, I, heard, I remember my first time on air. I said a bunch of shit I shouldn't have said. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Um, I heard. I've seen it on Twitter. I think it was like a. I graduated with David. So. Car. It was like a car conspiracy. Oh, shit? Yeah. oh that's crazy. Ninety-seven. Dang, that's gotta be weird. So you watch him go to the NFL and everything. Yeah. Man. Let's say. Wait, what high school did you guys go to? Stockdale. Mustangs represent. I I was gonna do try to do horse, but I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't make that noise. Um, no, but I heard that there's like a conspiracy thing. It's, it's among Raiders fans on Twitter too, but it's the people that hate Derek Carr. Um, but they're saying that uh, David was named after David Duke, the KKK guy. Jesus, and that he's uh, uh, his dad. Like they're uh, yeah, they're um, it's all facts. Like uh, yeah. Yeah. If it's on the internet, it's true. <laughs> but dude, they give they talk so much crap about Derek Carr. They give him so much shit. It's dude, freaking it's freaking terrible. I think I said this before, but I accidentally added like forty Raider fans. That's all they do. They bash them. There's like thirty eight of the forty that just have all these different reasons. And then yeah. like out of the blue, they just bring up these random stats. Yeah, yeah. It, season ended a month ago, and there's. <laughs> They'll show, they'll show a clip of a game like this is why De- Derek Carr sucks. Yeah. Week two, fourth and four. Why does he pass to this side of the field? And I'm thinking, what the hell? Yeah. Why have we moved on? And then there's two of those forty that spend all the rest of their time defending Derek Carr <laughs> and pointing out all the other shitty quarterbacks. Yeah. At least we don't have Andy Dalton. He frustrates me, but he's he's a good quarterback. He's serviceable. Yeah. yeah I don't know. What can you do? So what are your thoughts on the uh, sign-stealing scandal? Uh, my thoughts, it's been happening forever. The Astros got caught. Um, the way I look at it is you still got to hit the damn ball, you know? Thank you! Say uh, Willie Mays Hayes is up there at bat, you know, and here's the boom, boom, you know. Oh, I'm going to get a fastball. Send me the cookie. Whiff! Wait, I knew it was coming. Yeah, but I still whiffed it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you still got to hit the ball. You still got, and, and you know the Astros have tons of talent. Yeah, you know. That, you that's still kinda have how to put I look a round ob- round stick on a round object coming at you a hundred miles an hour in the blink of an eye, whether you know it or not. Have you gone to the fucking? Statistically, you know a fastball is coming most of the time because fastballs are, are the most thrown pitch in sports mm-hmm. by a large margin. Yeah. You can go up there to the plate and expect fastball constantly. I just yeah. So when you heard it, when you first heard this and you saw this going on, what were your first thoughts? Was it shock? Was it frustration? Was it you don't care? That was more about the I don't care. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That's how I felt. 
I was part of the I don't care, but then once I heard it was it came from Fires, I was like, oh fuck, he's with the A's. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sorry, I mean, bitch. He's Here we go. Whistleblower, but I wonder what he's fucking gonna whistleblow on. He's <laughs> Bob Melvin over there. Yeah, fucking. let's move on from it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it happened. Dodger fans, be quiet. I'm just, yeah, I'm with you. You see, I'm Kershaw going. came out and and it wants them to apologize. Oh my god, I didn't <laughs> see that. His article, they interviewed him and he said that he just he just felt like. Personally, he he left that game feeling feeling like something was off, but now that he looks back on it, he realizes it wasn't. It was they had an edge. Oh, it wasn't. I'm like, what about all the other postseason appearances where you flunked? So when you flunked against the Mets, when you when you flunked against the Mets in the fucking uh, NLCS, what was that? When was that? 2000, like 15 or 16? Yeah, it was 15 because the Cubs won 16. Exactly. Yeah, every postseason. And it, he's a shitty postseason pitcher, whether you like it or not, whether they still signs on you or not. Yeah. Like, that one game isn't going to fucking diminish, you know, or hide the fact that you were trash. <laughs> so like, I was thinking, I'm like, let's pretend that you pitched seven-inning shutout baseball that game. You still have a terrible record in the postseason <laughs> yeah. and a horrible ERA. Yes. Uh, yeah, dude. Do you, like you think I'm, it's going to go away once the season starts, or do you think this is going to be one of those lingering things they'll just keep re- bringing back up, bringing back up? Well, you know. When, what if the Astros win five in a row? Is that going to get brought up again? Absolutely. It, it absolutely will. And I can guarantee you that once, you know, if the Astros, if they play on ESPN, which they will, and they play on Sunday night or Thursday night or whenever they'll play on, on live TV, that they're going to talk about it. Every time? Every fucking time. Yeah. You know? Media is a nightmare. Yeah. I hope not, I hope not too, but it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, Dodger fans are going to keep fucking talking about it. They're going to ride this ship until they fucking win something. And... I honestly don't see the fucking Dodgers doing much next year. I, I personally, I don't. They're not going to win. That's the biggest thing is that they're they're not going to win. They have not built a team to be a winner, right. and they've gotten to a couple World Series, and so people were like, "Oh yeah, look, they're good enough. They're good enough." Yeah, they're not. They didn't win it, and they're not going to. And they're they're just keep buying some talent, bringing it in, and that yeah. doesn't work. You have to build a farm system. You have to build a team. That's what all the teams that are winning World Series are doing. Yeah. The Astros, the Cubs. All, I mean, that's. That's the recipe. But the Dodgers are trying to beat around the bush. Oh, yeah, we got Bellinger. Well, awesome. What about your pitching staff? Yeah. Well, we have Alex Wood. Okay. Yeah, they haven't even brought anybody. <laughs> and? Have they brought anybody? They haven't. Sure. This year, I don't, think, I don't know if they've done anything. But they're they're notorious for the trade deadline. Sure. Yeah. They're like They'll every available farm. bullpen pitcher. You, 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 come on in. Yep. They'll trade prospects like, fuck. Like crazy. A lot of their farm system players, they'll trade away, and then they'll get one decent player, and then, oh, it's fucking World Series time. We're going. And that's that's the thing I hate, dude. The fucking Most of the Dodger fans, bro, they're so delusional. Yeah. It's like, I know you're a fan. I know you love the Dodgers, but be realistic. Like, the whole time when they would blame uh, Roberts on a, lot of the, on a lot of his decisions, it's like, dude, your team – he wasn't the one out there fucking pitching, you know? He wasn't the one out there fucking, I don't know, ma- making errors on whatever the case may be, but... I agree with what you're saying, but Roberts did have a lot of really shit calls when I'm looking at his pitching decisions, and I'm like, why would you pull your pitcher throwing a shutout, and then you bring in your bullpen guy, and he gets rocked? No, but that's what that's what it's for. I mean, yeah. he's been solid all year. I don't, I'm not a big Roberts fan. <clears throat> I think he's just another problem in a Dodger organization. That's a lot of problems. I think he gets scapegoated a lot, but 
you know. Yeah, enough about the Dodgers. Fuck the Dodgers. So Let's what's up with the A's? Let's talk about the A's, baby. What are you guys' expectations this year? <laughs> oh, sorry. That was detailed. Uh, I'm feeling good. I mean, of course I'm going to say that, right? But, uh, well, I mean, like, okay. I think yeah, last year was a surprise. Uh, what I want to get into is as an A's fan, you have a long history of not success for the most part. Do you go into the seasons hoping for those couple years that you guys had where it really spiked? Or are you expecting to not be great and just make the best of it? You guys never have a high payroll. So what does that, as a fan, what does that do for you? Are, do you guys agree with the the methods, et cetera? Sweet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and that's Ace Talk for today. I was waiting on Jay. Go ahead. I'll, I'll respond after. I uh, Typically, each year, it's kind of like excited, but kind of expect. Mediocrity. Not, mediocrity. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how I am. Um. This year, I'm actually excited because we're bringing in our. We needed to add to our pitching staff, and we're calling up Jesus Lazardo. Yep, and AJ Puck, mm-hmm. six foot seven lefty that just slings it. Yeah, you know, and that's going to kind of shore up our our pitching staff with Friars. <laughs> you have fantasy baseball people with their ears perked right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Montez and mm-hmm. and Manaya. Yeah. And uh, I think Cotton that, stays that off was, the drugs. <laughs> I think, I think or they did they trade him? him. They, they did. Him. They did. You're right. Yeah, to Blue Jays or something. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not gonna be good for him. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we needed to shore up the pitching, um, and we're finally bringing up these prospects. And Jesus is a bad mofo too. Yeah, he um, those last few weeks that he came play. Uh, we got a solid trio in the infield for sure. You know, with Olson at first and. Chappie at third and Simeon playing short. We do need to find a second baseman. Profar's um, gone, right? Profar's gone, and he had a sneaky good year last year, mm. fantasy wise. He did, yeah, he did. Um, Just keep popping up, and I'm like, so we got that solid trio right there in the infield. Uh, they're also calling up uh, Sean Murphy, a catcher, which uh, he's going to start over Fegley this year, and uh, there's a lot of talk about him. Well, he's got fucking, he's got pop, right? He, he can hit. He's a hitting we got, catcher. We got Razor Ramon out there throwing missiles. Yeah. Razor Ramon. That dude's a stud. Yeah, I like that guy. Canna flipping bats. So, <laughs> I, bat flipping I, season, I, boys. I'm excited. I say 2022 World Series. Mm. Let these new pitchers on, get in there. I I respectfully disagree. I, I'm excited. I think it's, it's, you know, like you said, you pointed out all those additions and bringing up all the young cats. I don't see the A's winning until they get a new stadium, honestly. And the reason being is because we can't they they don't generate revenue like like you need to be able to uh, attract players to want to come and play for a you know a, a a big salary, you know, or good salary. These guys are getting. I think Chris Davis got like one of the biggest contracts that the A's have given out the past 20 years, which was four years, 70 million or something like that. Like it was nothing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's, you see that. And a lot of the players that the A's have are young guys who have yet to establish them, themselves in the league. They have yet to 
prove something. You know, yeah, they've gotten a few shots here and there, but they haven't had the consistency in there. And that's because the A's are a fucking revolving door of who's on that team. You know what I mean? And I've seen it. Hopefully they stick with people and Bob Melvin just fucking lets them play. Let them get that continuity and that that experience. Like with uh, Puck, I think he's going to be a great pitcher, but he needs to be in the bigs for more than fucking a month, get sent back down again. I hope he runs out of options and he has to stay in the fucking in the league. You know what I mean? Um, same from same for Lazardo. I think Lazardo's gonna be great. Yeah, I think like he's he's he's, he's what he's was he? Nineteen, twenty years old or something like that. I think he's twenty two or something. Yeah, young dude, and he's got movement. He's got fucking velocity. He's just he's painting black, dude, and he's he's really good. So, um, like I said, I just I don't I go into it cautiously optimistic. Like I just I just don't see I don't see them without generating revenue like. You know, like a team like the Angels, the Angels aren't winning, but they're generating revenue, right, to pay those players, to pay those players. You know what I mean? Trout, pool hose, shit like that. We're never gonna get a top-notch player or a big name until we get a stadium and we're able to generate. You know that. Yeah, revenue. but all these so, all these youngsters are locked in for the next three years or so. So I thought Chappie's contract year this year. No. 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 So well, the A's. Historically, recently, have had issues maintaining and sustaining players. They've they've had probably the best farm system. I mean, it seems like they just every year bring up stud after stud after stud. If they had the ability to to keep these players, you know, the few that that flourish into these gems, yeah. I mean, they could be they could be they could have easily gone on a, a long tear. With obviously, the scouting is going great. Yeah. So whoever they have in personnel. Phenomenal job. Yeah, I think it's Clint Eastwood. Yeah, um, probably. <laughs> Brad Pitt's doing fantastic as <laughs> yeah. and Robert De Niro. Right. But, so who's re- over recently? Who's been the player that they got that they ended up not keeping, getting rid of, or trading that you thought, damn it, I that was my favorite guy. Cespedes was one for me. Yeah, Donaldson. Yeah. Donaldson. Donaldson was another. Um, I knew Lester was just going to be a rental. Yeah, didn't think he was going to stay. Samarja, I really liked. But he was he was looking for a huge contract too. He wasn't yeah. gonna be there that long. I even like Voight. He was big. Yeah, oh Voight. Yeah, he was a big leader. He was a comedian. I really liked comedic. him. I liked him too. And he really he was liked. great on all the baseball shows. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. Um, yeah, but Cespedes and Donaldson were were ones. You know, when they had the the trio, Huddy, uh, Mulder, Mulder, and, and oh, Zito, yeah. that was my favorite time. Even though they couldn't get out of the fucking first round, who? Uh, like I couldn't believe it, but oh who was the switch hitter that time during that during those couple of years? Uh, Hatterberg. Yes, I love Hatterberg. Yeah, Scott Hatterberg. Dude, even when I was playing MLB the Show, I used to use the A's all the time because I love that team. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that was good times. Yeah. Well, good luck this year, boys. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that equates to uh, another good season. The division doesn't seem like it's going to be too difficult. I know. Well, I'd like to just get past the wild card game at least. Can you yeah. guys believe Dusty Baker got re-signed? He's he's Dusty searching Baker. He's searching he? for He's got to be in the 70s. 97? He's Dusty. <laughs> his I like him. I always have. That was just a weird hire for me for the, the Astros. I think so. They Why? they went from hiring young up and coming managers backfired this year because they're stupid and fired a manager over a stupid scandal. And then they went out and hired an old unsuccessful manager? Unsuccessful? Yeah. He's been pretty good. 
He was good with the Nationals. He took him to the, N- the NLCS a couple times. All right. I guess he's like a less popular. In the Giants, he took Andy him a few Reed. times. Yeah. He took him once. Once? <laughs> once is more than zero. I have a I tell you what, he chose a mean toothpick, though. That's for sure. Right. Yeah, he does. I still don't understand how people can cross their legs like they do. Oh, yeah. Managers, when they do that? I think he'll help out and that, you know, kind of get get them through this year. You think he's with a rental? You know what? The, maybe all the hoops not a rental. <laughs> now that you're bringing it up, maybe they brought Dusty in because he's not going to deal with any of that new bullshit. No nonsense. That's kind of what I'm getting at. You know what I mean? When they're like, hey, let's watch film. He's like, we don't watch film. We create film. <laughs> go bring my fungo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go bring my fungo. Let's go fucking practice. <laughs> you ever watch Jim Leland hit fucking BP with fungo? No. Dude is amazing, bro. I'm seriously. Watch. Go on YouTube. Go like search. I forgot what it was, but just just try like Jim Leland hitting infield outfield. Dude is a fucking magician with the fungo, bro. It's it's fucking impressive. I've never seen anything like it. It's it's fun to watch. What magic can you do with a fungo? Just you just hit it at people. Uh, have you ever tried to hit a pop up to the catcher? No, my dad's a genius at that. Though. It's so fucking hard, dude. He used but- to do that every fucking game before we started. He would go infield, outfield, and the last one he hit to the catcher, and I was I was like, how does he do that? And then I'd be in the backyard, my tennis ball just hitting shit in the air. I'd hit it like six houses down. <laughs> oh no, where's your tennis ball? Uh, I don't have it. It's so fun to watch, how, like just uh, major league baseball fucking managers hit batting practice. Like it's crazy. Or uh, infield outfield, like it's fucking, it's nuts, dude. I I've always liked watching shit like that, just seeing how easy it comes to them. Like you never see them, at least for me, you never see them hit a ball like off the bat or foul tip it or anything like that. Like we would, yeah. They're just like oh boom boom, and they hit it fucking hard, <laughs> dude. And it's like that shit is fucking insane. It's it's crazy, dude. But yeah. <sighs> I actually loved infield. I used to have infield outfield sweats before the game because I'd get out there and I'm like, God, that team's staring at me. I got to show them what I got, you know, you don't want to mess up. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. hit that ball to you in the outfield. It goes under your legs and you're like, might as well go home. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be pinpointed all game. So embarrassed. <laughs> Crazy. All right, let's shoot around for final thoughts. Tony, you want to start it off? Hold on, but how do you, first, how do you feel about the Cubs? The Cubs? Yeah. Yeah. Oh I'm excited God. for this Chris Bryant Arenado trade. I hope that shit goes through. That was nuts. I'm super excited. I he hope lost his uh, his grievance. Huh? Is that real? Yeah, it's it's Aronado rumored. It's rumored. Yeah, I don't understand it. I don't know why the I Rockies would do that. I love Arenado. Yeah. Yeah. I maybe Chris, maybe it, Bryant needs a contract. So if they're thinking they're going to get him for a year and then sign him at a cheaper price than Arenado, maybe. Or I don't really know. I'm not sure what their what their incentive would be, but I would love to trade Bryant for Arenado if that's our options. Yeah, is Bryant not that, is Bryant not good anymore? No, Bryant's good. I, I I like Bryant a lot. I don't want to get rid of him, but right. he's right. unhappy right now. It's not as good as Arenado. So. They just they described the arbitration and he lost his grievance, process. right? Yeah, and apparently when you go into court, you're literally arguing with the club. So I guess when they leave those, it never kind of really awkward. ends well. Doesn't yeah, work out. yeah. It's like when you it feels like staying married when you're trying to go in through a divorce trial. Oh, You're like, she does drugs. She doesn't watch the kids. She's a shit mom. All right, what are you going to do for dinner? You know what I mean? Like, how does that work? <laughs> Got to be civil still. Right. You go home, you're like, I didn't mean all that shitty mom stuff. You know that, right? It's just all business. Like, I, don't, I don't know how you play that off. So I guess that relationship's strained. So in that situation, yeah, I'd love to bring Arenado. Arenado has a better glove than Bryant. Yeah. So uh, that'd be a plus. Plus, I think Arenado would 
<laughs> just so well in Wrigley. Fucking A, He does dude. great in Colorado, but in Wrigley, the field's so short, mm-hmm. defenses in the summertime, he'll just bloop, bloop, bloop. Man, I love that fucking stadium. I know. Was, that was so fun. The back-to-back nights. Yeah. I would love to go to every stadium yeah. at least once. I'm checking that shit off my list. Just boom, boom, one at a time. Yeah. Start sending invites. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my friend did one in uh, on the East Coast. Started from New York, went all the way down, and then made it to Miami. Uh, he was He's rich, so he was able to do it. But <laughs> it was like, I think he said it was total came out to like $8,500, dollars or something like that. But he didn't take planes. It was all it was all subway up until Baltimore. Yeah. And then he went down, actually came west a little bit and hit uh so I think he hit Atlanta and then went along and then finally hit Miami. But yeah, that'd be crazy. That'd be fun. Yeah, it would be a lot of fun. Bucket list. I really want to do the north, north, northeast. I'd like to do Milwaukee. I'd love to go to that stadium. I've mm-hmm. heard so many good things. Shit, that's only like 70 miles away from fucking... I know, Wrigley. Hit another shit, Cub game and then make my way up into Toronto. And I'd love to stay in that outfield hotel. That'd be so badass. Yeah. That stadium's probably old as shitty, but still, you do good. it once, right? <laughs> yeah. And then be able to obviously knock out Fenway Park in, in the Bronx. It'd be great. Yeah. It'll come. It'll come with time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if my Cubs expectations are are modest. I expect them to have a winning record. Um. I expect them to be first or second. Um, the Brewers, I think, are going to take a step back this year. They let a few of those guys go that they picked up. So that's going to be tough. The Cardinals are always good. Yeah. So we'll, we'll be in that struggle. But I, the Cubs team we have, they haven't done shit yet. So I'm hoping they make some moves because they needed to do something. I'm. There's been a, a lot of inactivity this year in MLB. Usually there's a lot more action. You know, well, I stacking think stacking up is the Diamondbacks. Yeah. I, I th- I just know they do this like every year. Every year, I'm like, oh shit, the Diamondbacks. And then the season starts, and then they're like, <laughs> I can't believe they got rid of Goldschmidt. I'm still angry about that. I'm not a Diamondbacks fan. I just don't like it. Why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you get? Why would you get rid of? When you have a player who's who's your franchise player, why would you let them leave? Money, business. They there's no way they Goldschmidt doesn't him, bring in more money than they're giving him. Well, you got that. Arabian dude that plays shortstop now. <laughs> Nick Ahmed? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's white. Oh, is he? Like, when they, when you do that, when you're like, Goldie, you're out of here, dude. And then do, do they go to the marketing guy? And they're like, listen, Bill, we're going to need you to grab one of these fucking guys and start pitching him like he's the next Goldschmidt. <laughs> yeah. They're like, who? And like, Nick Ahmed's over there. <laughs> Fuck. And how do they, All right. You know, how does the rest of the team feel about that, too? You know? Probably. Probably burns them. Yeah, because like if it's yeah. Barry Bonds and, and he leaves, they're probably like, well, Barry Bonds really good, but that guy was a douchebag. But it was Goldschmidt. I'm sure he was really well-liked. He was a quiet, mild-mannered guy. Yeah, I'm sure there wasn't a lot of like, yeah, good, fuck Paul. That guy sucked. Did you hear guy about hit it? my nachos every time. I knew it was him. He said it wasn't him, but it's definitely him. Fuck, did he? I'm, I hope he took his fucking Michael Bolton CDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. It's got to be demoralizing the franchise. I couldn't yeah. imagine walking into Angel Stadium. I was part of the Angels, and they're like, oh, hey, we traded Mike Trout yesterday. And you're like, what? Yeah. I had a whole thing planned for this season. <laughs> He's gone now? Yeah. Who'd you replace him with? Oh, we called somebody up. Shit, who am I going to get my HGH Nick- from now? Nicky Spitz. He'll be playing with you guys tomorrow. Roger Dorn. Nicky Spitz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. What know. is it? One week away? Two weeks away from pitcher's catchers? Two weeks. 
Oh, yeah. February 12th, 11th yeah, through the 13th, somewhere, somewhere in there. Oh, that's, that's like eight days, nine days. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I could taste it. Where are we in the calendar month? I don't even. Today's the 30th. End of, end of, All right. Yeah. We're almost in February. Yeah. The month of love. <laughs> you guys know all about that because it's getting hot as shit over here with your Raiders and A shit. You bite your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You guys got the uh, final thoughts going? Yeah, go ahead, Jay. Start this off. Um, I think yeah, I'm I'm definitely pumped for baseball. Uh, but I am bummed still from uh going twelve and two in my fan our fantasy league, all the way to the end just to losing the ship to Josh Herbolt. Congratulations, to fucking Josh, too, man. That's God, dang it. It's still partially embarrassing. It's still kind of <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> I, yeah, thanks, Rich. Uh, my bad. <laughs> So yeah, I'm bummed about that, but I'm pumped for baseball. Um, I'm pumped for our baseball draft. You and all your <laughs> extreme <laughs> measures to uh, determine draft order. Just keep it fresh, man. It, it, you do, and I enjoy it. That's what why was I, your, I'm excited. What, what was your Oh, thing dude, was... we got to play flag football, basketball, horseshoes. So we're starting out six on six, flag football, six winners, so the six losers end up taking um, draft order by, by opposite of last year's finish. Six winners move on to three on three volleyball. It's going to be funny, fun to watch. Right, those three that lose in that go opposite finish. And then the other three that the three that win go on to play around the world basketball. <laughs> Boop. And then the one who gets last is out. And then the two left play horseshoes for the uh, number one pick. Wow. Yeah. I'm in training. <laughs> yeah, Jason, like a sweaty face. Thanks a lot. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, yeah. And uh, congratulations, Rich, on uh, losing the weight that you've been trying to lose and getting down and sticking to it, dude. Thanks, man. I know, I know how hard that Secret. is. Secret. Don't tell anybody yet. Yeah. How much have you lost? But now everybody knows. 39. Nice. Yeah. Good, but, got, you, but you stuck to it, and that's that's the hard part. Yeah, and yeah. So congrats, Been going dude. good, man. Good job. Thanks, Jay. And thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course, dude. Yeah. Uh, so should I leave the room? <laughs> <laughs> At least he didn't fucking do shout outs like everybody else does. You know, final thought. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to my grandma. She makes church cookies are the best. They're the best oh, ones yeah. in the world. So thank you. Um, also, my mom for birthing me. Plank, <laughs> like you didn't win an award. Plank was thanking the milkman. Yeah. And- Plank- I was thanking everybody. <laughs> oh man! And then Josh called Toodle out. So that was fun. What are your final thoughts? My final thoughts are Toodle's a bitch. I uh, <laughs> hope you're listening. <laughs> Sweet. Oh gosh, that's funny. You want me to go? I'll go. Um, so my closing thoughts, uh, and it's you know parallel with uh, what's going on with or what happened with the Kobe tragedy and well, you know the people we lost. Um, it really got me thinking and you know it's sad that a life taken not a life nine lives were taken and it took something like that to put things into perspective um in terms of health uh family you know reaching out to to mend you know broken relationships and stuff like that um my advice is to you know live live life you know, day by day, but also, you know, let everybody know that, you know, you care, uh, you love them, 
you know, men, you know, men, those little relationships or those little problems that you have with people and just, you know, live, live life happy. Um, don't go, you know, holding grudges and stuff like that. And, you know, A, it'll make you happier. Um, but B, it'll also keep any, you know, reserves about other people or, you know, doubts that you have, um, you know, anxieties, it'll, it'll free that up. And, and, you know, I'm at least trying, you know, to do stuff like that. And it's, it's this past, I guess, four days that everything's been put into perspective for me is, is actually like, you know, helped. I've been a little happier, you know, I've helped, I've been, you know, I haven't had a panic attack or anything like that lately. And it's definitely, I mean, you think of different things. You think of, you know, losing a family member or a friend and, you know, it's a sad thought or you don't want to think of stuff like that, but it's reality. And the easier it is to cope with something like that um, and move past broken relationships, you know, the the better you're off. So. Amen. I like that. Yep. That was good, man. I'm going to take the opposite with a little more anger. <laughs> My final thoughts are just being a good human, you know, and what what really pissed me off was Ari Shafir coming out and saying the comments that he said about Kobe. And let me start by saying that I totally understand not liking Kobe Bryant. I was never a Bryant fan, not as an athlete, not even really as an individual, especially while he's playing. I wasn't, I wasn't a fan. Um, the, the rape allegations, the sexual assault or whatever, put a huge black eye for me, whether they were real or not. I felt those emotions. I went through that stuff too, but to come out and say that he died 13 years too late, that he should have died a long time ago, that, that that's incredibly insensitive. And that what we're talking about is the loss of a father and his daughter and the, the wife and the sisters. And that's the magnitude of the loss. So to come out and think about it from your own personal selfish perspectives and, and say things like that, that are just harmful and damning is really inappropriate and really just a piece of shit move. I don't think it's too much to ask to at least wait, give the time family to mourn and grieve before you have to come out and make your dumb comments. And more importantly, keep those to yourself. I mean, whether people agree with or with you or not, it does not, doesn't need to be said. So I would hope that we see less to zero of that and more people looking inward introspectively and, and learning what they can and appreciating what they can. Because like we said before, it takes these events for people sometimes to change their perspectives or reevaluate what they're focused on. I mean, it happens all the time in life. You're going to have to reevaluate what's important, what's not important, what you're working on, what you're not working on, what's what needs to get better, what doesn't, and then who's important in your life and focus more on that, on those individuals. So Ari Shafir, you're a piece of shit. Well said. Well said. Agreed. Not everything is is funny. No. Not everything has a place for comedy. You know what I mean? And for him to say that, you know, trying to whether he's, you know, chasing the clout or trying to be funny or or even if that's his personal feeling or belief, like, dude, tone it down. You shouldn't have said something like that. You know what I mean? Like that's it's disrespectful. You don't know what the people are going through, his family, those people's families. You know, for him to say some shit like that, that I looked at it and I was like, dude, you're a fucking cunt. 
And I, I really hope the people that he fucking hangs out with, all his comic friends and shit like that, like, check him. You know what I mean? I hope they fucking, you know, tell him something, you know? So. As a comedian, you're supposed to push the boundaries, but there's just, there's clever pushing the boundaries, and then there's, mm-hmm. you're an idiot. Yeah. That was, that was just an idiot move. Very disappointing. Well, thanks, boys. Thank you. Good Thank episode. You. Wrapping up episode five. Nuff said you can find us on Twitter at Talk Nuff. That's N U F F. Send in your comments, thoughts, and uh, topics, and we'll hit them up on whenever we can. Yeah, yeah. Do you have an email <laughs> set up? No. You do that. We do need to do that. We need emails? I know somebody who can get us an email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying, just if, in case people don't want to. We need to get on Spotify. Them. Yeah. I've been getting texts about people that have an Apple. Yeah. No, it's easy to Spotify. Or, I mean, we can do Stitcher also. That's what. I don't know what that is, but I'm in. It's an app. Oh, yeah. See? Don't worry, people. We're going to keep branching out. We'll keep working on this. But uh, the beginning. in the meantime, keep tuning in and send us your thoughts. Thank you all. Later. <laughs>